Hey, it's Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. And I want to thank all of my listeners right now for the incredible feedback that you've given me. Yes. I'm so happy it's been positive. That's yeah, exactly. Sure. We got some really fantastic reviews from folks out there. That's oh, really yeah. Great. Thanks for the five stars and especially your comments because yeah. it really helps me and, right, you, yeah. Jason, um, figure out what's hitting, what's not hitting, what mm-hmm. we need to change. And, like, for example, People said that they really love that we give at the end of the podcast Mm -hmm. specific uh, exercises on how to implement changes in their life and put them more on purpose in their life. So, and when we can do that, we definitely try to do that as many times as possible. We do. (laughs) Um, So, I thought it might be good to talk about the whole notion of feedback. Yeah. And what it means, um, you know, because I've I've seen people destroyed by feedback, mm-hmm. like they just stop working, yeah, because they've been just devastated by the kind of feedback that they've gotten, and then mm-hmm. some feedback can can be positive. But let's just talk about how do you get feedback? Who should you get it from? And what do you do with it? I mean, mm-hmm. how do you know if it's good feedback? Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the first things is is you don't want to do whatever your artistic work is aimed at the feedback you think you might want to get or that you think you're going to get or or shape things around oh, I'll do, I'll write it or create it this way because I'm going to give it to so-and-so and and they like that kind of stuff. So I'll put that in there, even though it doesn't actually fit with what I'm trying to do. You know, you don't want to- You mean you're trying to form yourself to please that person. Exactly. Or or something that's popular or or whatever the case may be when you're initially starting out and creating whatever the creative work that you're doing. So if you're starting with the feedback process in mind, you're probably not going to create anything you like, nor anyone else is going to ever like. So I think that's the first step. The next step I would say is after when you feel you are in a place where you're like, all right, like maybe you finished the first draft of a short story or you finished a first draft of a speech or you've got a couple jokes you want to bounce off of somebody. When you get to that point, you, I always say have a, a variety of feedback sources if you just send everything to one person, then that one person is your audience and that's it. Not anyone outside that person. Oh, I send everything to my mom and she says everything I do is hilarious. And there we go. So obviously I'm hilarious to my mom. It's no, you got to have a nice range of people. You got to be able to send it to someone who is within the field that you're working in someone who is not within the field you're working in, someone who is related to you, someone who is not related to you. Get it to a stranger. Get it to someone who writes like you or does work like you and someone who doesn't do work like you. You want to have a broad spectrum of feedback coming back in because one of the worst things you can do is make it be all and end all off of one person. Oh, 100%. And the creative process is very fragile. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've got to be careful. Yeah. You really have to be careful. I have one friend, 
It's like, no, I, I it sounded so pathetic. I have one I friend. Have one just friend. One. No, I have a friend and a really good friend from childhood and the most critical person you could imagine. Mm. And I'd give her something that I've written to read over. And the feedback was so negative that it was toxic to me. Mm-hmm. And then I got nervous about publishing it and putting it out. And then I sent it to a few other people. They go, oh, my God, this is so great. It's brilliant, everything. Mm-hmm. And then I began to realize that when people give you feedback, um, they're really projecting in in many instances of their own feelings and their own, you know, mishigas, as mm. my people say. <laughs> um, and I remember specifically this one girl who was uh, one of my students, and she was such a adorable stand-up, and she went out there, and she was doing some really creative stuff. She was writing songs, as, uh, singing satire, and she got this feedback, and I saw her uh, maybe like, Five months later, I went to her set, and she was terrible. I went, what happened to, you know, this, that those wonderful songs that you did? That was your ticket. Mm-hmm. You have this great voice. You know, you're a little tiny person. You belt out, you know, and, and the songs are so great. She says, oh, well, I got feedback that, you know, I really shouldn't be doing songs because I really wasn't doing stand-up because stand-up is really just about, you know, jokes and not about singing Ugh. and uh. it killed her whole career yeah because she started to bomb she wasn't very she took away what she was good at mm-hmm. in terms of what somebody else you know thought she should do and you know that was that was so sad so let's just say um feedback to me mm-hmm. um especially if you're um, a writer or a stand-up comic or when you anytime you put something out and there's an audience the audience gives you feedback mm-hmm. and to me if if 75 percent of the audience doesn't like you mm-hmm. uh, but there are people who do like you that's not necessarily bad yes I think the other thing is the is the when the feedback comes back to you, if you're if you're doing the broad spectrum thing or if you're letting an audience, you know, or multiple audiences, it should never be just one audience. It should never just be one thing you want to you want to look for the patterns, not for the direct information uh, there years ago. I don't know if Ooh, it's still, good one. Yeah. The. the Years ago, there used to be a thing. I don't think it exists anymore because it was created by Kevin Spacey, so it may not exist anymore, which was Trigger Street, which was a screenwriting community platform thing where screenwriters could submit their work and other screenwriters could you know, give notes and feedback and stuff and things were rated and stuff like that. And the highest rated scripts, the ones that people really, really liked, you know, Trigger Street Productions would look into producing and they did produce a couple of them. Uh, Project Greenlight did something very similar to to this. So when I was writing with my screenwriting partners back then, we submitted a couple things. And the first thing they make you do or made you do, I don't know if, if any of this still exists, was before you could submit anything, you had to write 
detailed feedback on at least five other scripts. So your first job was to read five scripts and then give, and you couldn't just say 10 words, liked it, you know, no. you had to give really detailed stuff because they could also rate your feedback, how beneficial it was, how good it was. So we all went to the nines and since we were a writing team, it was much easier. Everybody took one or two scripts. We read them, did stuff. Some stuff was really great. Some stuff was terrible. Some stuff, you know, whatever. And then we would each write this, this feedback stuff. So we finally got our opportunity to put one of our scripts up. So we put our script up and the first thing we got, the guy just hated what we wrote and he listed out, oh, and there was a lot of notes like you should have done this. You should have done that. What you should have done is this. This isn't real. You should try this. This isn't blah, blah, blah. I didn't like this character. They should be more like this. And we were kind of, ugh. The second review we got, point by point opposite feedback. I love that character. So great. You know what you should do is this. What you should do is that. Every and then as we got more and more and more feedback, we got, I think, I think ultimately you get about 10 or 12 responses. Not a single one was identical. Every single thing was something pointing us in a completely different direction. If we would have started with that first person and then gone to the second person's notes, we would have been writing and rewriting and cross-writing over the top of ourselves. And we said, okay, hold on. Let's look across the board of all of these, all this feedback and look for the patterns. What do people say? Everybody had one section that they liked. And we were like, okay, obviously that section works because seven out of the 10 people liked that section. Okay. A lot of people said we had really good pace. So, okay. So pace is something that we're good at and things like that. One character, they were like, we'd like to see more of. Okay. So there you think you have to, you have to see the forest through the trees. You know, you have to find those patterns in the feedback and then act on it. The biggest mistake is when you give it to someone you really care about and their feedback weighs more than someone else's feedback. That is a huge problem because no one else's thought, as you said earlier, they're putting it through their own filter. No one else's thought is more critical than your thought. All the other thoughts that come in have all the same weight. I don't care if it's your screenwriting coach or if it's your next door neighbor who's a dog walker. Their notes have equal weight, your notes, your thoughts, and what you take away from that has the most weight. Wow. So that means, you know, collectively getting, it's like a survey, like mm-hmm. a monkey survey, uh, to, to get a, a broad spectrum of what, what are people, <laughs> you always do things in such a kind of methodical scientific yep. way, you know? <laughs> um, well, here are just a couple thoughts on on mine. Is that everybody can be wrong? Mm-hmm. That's that's first of all one thing. Because when I first wrote my first book, um, called Stand Up Comedy the Book, um, I had never written a book before. And back then, um, I think the book ended up getting published in nineteen eighty nine. Um, you had to get an agent. There was no self publishing, so you had to get an agent. Mm-hmm to submit it to a publisher. You couldn't submit it to a publisher directly. And I wrote what up, you know, sample chapters and what have you. And um, 59 agents said, no, this book is useless. Nobody will ever 
buy it, mm. <laughs> right? Nobody will ever buy it. And then it was an agent number 60 that liked it mm -hmm. and submitted it to Random House. And then there was a guy there, an editor, who thought, wow, that's interesting. And he published it. And then Oprah Winfrey liked it. Mm -hmm. And then my career had, it launched my entire career. Mm -hmm. So if I believed the feedback of 59 agents and didn't attempt to mention it to the 60th one, mm -hmm. right? It was a stranger I met on a plane. Um, I wouldn't have had, we wouldn't be sitting in my lovely Venice house here, yeah. right? <laughs> right? So it, it is a very interesting, fragile place of, you know, who do you trust? Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately, to me, there's there's two things going on here. One is um, um, feedback in developing your craft. Mm -hmm. Okay, so f I, I I give a lot of feedback to people. Mm -hmm. Okay, and sometimes people challenge me on it, mm -hmm. and I love when they challenge me on yeah. it. Like, what do you mean? And I disagree, and then I have to say. Many of the times when they when when it when we get into a conversation about it, that's when I start to see sometimes errors in the feedback that I've given. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's really significant. And I think it's so important when someone gives you feedback that it's not that they just write it to you and there it is, end mm -hmm. of story. But it initiates a conversation yes. and is an opportunity for you to go deeper. Absolutely. I, I just, uh, I was talking before the podcast that I've just listened to uh, Neil Gaiman's Masterclass. And he has a thing about notes in there that I absolutely adored, which was all notes are wrong. All notes you get are wrong. They're, they're, they're all wrong. But notes are there, feedback is there, to inspire you to do the next thing, to do the, the next thing that you have to make happen with your work. That's why you get the feedback and notes. So you should never, so when you approach feedback, when you approach us, when you say, okay, I'm ready to hear what people have to say, I wanna get people's thoughts and comments, you should be considering the feedback, the accelerator pedal. Because, okay, it doesn't mean, you don't have to follow anyone's notes, you don't have to listen to anyone's opinions, but if you're using what they're saying to spark other thoughts and other things or to start that conversation about, oh, I didn't think about it that way. I didn't look at it that way. Oh, maybe if I came in from this angle. You know, one of the, one of the greatest moments I have from, from going to see the movies or going to the movies is uh, I went to go see Passion of the Christ and I'm not a religious person. And if you haven't seen Passion of the Christ... If you don't know the Bible, you have no idea what's going on. They don't tell you people's names. Things just happen. There's no story. Everyone's speaking in Aramaic. You don't know, like, you're, things are, and people, and when I was sitting in the theater, I was losing my mind because stuff would happen, and then I'd hear people in the audience go, oh, yeah, and they'd lean over to their friend going, yeah, that's the so-and-so, and blah, 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 and they go, yeah, and I'd be like, wait, what, what, what? Like, was there a, like, did I miss a, a, a reading session? I was or like, was there a cliff notes to this? Uh, I know that a lot of people are having trouble with that with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because they don't know the story of Sharon Tate or Charlie mm -hmm. Manson and that kind of stuff and they go and see Quentin Tarantino's alt history stuff and they're like what the hell is going on why does any of this matter what is this story about yeah. so what you end up finding out is 
okay, the notes that are bad, or I didn't like this, I didn't like that. It's either a filter issue, like you talked about, they're putting it through their filter, they're putting their issues, their opinions onto it. Mm -hmm. But most likely, it's a communication error. They go, oh, I didn't like this because of blank. And then when you explore that note a little bit more, and you go, okay, why did he... Oh, he may not realize that this and this are connected. They may not realize that this is a metaphor for that. They may not realize that this joke is led to this. Or maybe I need to give a little bit more context of what I'm talking about before I hit the punchline, you know, or before I I set the premise. There may just be that slight piece of disconnect that makes them go, oh, I don't get it, to, oh, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. And so... Another thing about getting feedback from people is you want to also engage people who will engage in that conversation with you, who, after they give you the notes, say, hey, can we talk about the feedback you gave me? That's 100% because that then is good feedback, even if it's bad feedback. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I mean by that? Because it, it, you now are engaged in the creative process. Uh, you know, I'm in the middle or trying to end <laughs> writing my new book. And <clears throat> and I gave it to a millennial to read, mm-hmm. right? And she went, well, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, first she just looked at the book and skimmed it. Mm-hmm. And the beginning is kind of like the introduction. What is this book about? Here are Ten Commandments about comedy. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into getting past fear. And then finally it gets to writing exercises mm-hmm. on creating new material. And she said, you know, um, I'm not going to read any of this crap. I'm just going to get to the place where, you know, because I want to write material, mm-hmm. on uh, funny material. I don't care about your theories and this and that. I, I, this is where I'd start the book, yep. right? I'm just going to riff through and start it there. Mm-hmm. And I realized, yeah, millennials don't really read. Mm-hmm. And my generation is different. Mm-hmm. And so I then um, reread my book with that millennial mindset. And I went, yeah, I think <laughs> I'll start it. The, the book starts on page 60, right? Yeah. Um, and because... When, if your ultimate goal of whatever you're doing is to connect to your audience, Mm -hmm. who is that audience? And you need to make sure you're in sync with that audience. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want, you know, just baby boomers to, you know, 30 years from now, I like this book to still be relevant. And Mm -hmm. if my audience is going to be dead, that's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. Right? So, so, and I am not in that age group. And so I need feedback for who's going to buy my book. Mm -hmm. And so if I send it out to all my old friends and go, yeah, really good, really good. Love all 500 pages of your book, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. (laughs) Read it in front of the fireplace while enjoying a nice bourbon. (laughs) Like like a bourbon. Let me type on my typewriter my responses back to you yeah i've had so, right so so it's like no i have I, you have to, i have i have to send it to my market mm-hmm. and see what my market thinks about it and you know my market um a lot of the references i make in it they don't know who they are just like you're talking about the, um quentin tarantino's film mm-hmm. so i've got to you've got to get feedback from your audience mm-hmm. and you have to ask them why they didn't like something yeah. and and encourage it and then and then make changes 
and I think you have to um, confront people who give you feedback. Mm-hmm. Really, really question. The best feed, I have one friend that I really trust for f- feedback on what I write, on my more creative things, my more emotional pieces. Mm-hmm. The one person show I'm writing about my life. And her feedback is always the same. Mm-hmm. This moment, what was really going on there, she'll say, mm-hmm. which is, the best feedback ever because what she's saying to me is not saying don't do that or that was bad that's the worst kind of feedback mm-hmm. what's missing here yeah what do you need to go deeper in because you can even later cut it yeah but she's asking me to expand that because my and then i realized that her comments were all the same and i realized when I write about my childhood, I'm not really there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I re- So that was like, what great feedback is yeah. that? Yeah, that that's individual enormous note. feedback. Yeah. That that and that's psychologically what was happening to me. I'm reporting on facts as if I am not there, mm-hmm. because my childhood was so painful that I, I blocked myself. So in order to truthfully write about it. I have to start to feel some very painful things that I haven't felt in a long, to long time. Mm-hmm. And then um, I rewrote the piece with her help going like, what's going on? Yeah. And I had to admit things that were horrible. Like I went like, um, oh, my father said something mean. And she says, well, why didn't you say something back? And I go, well, I didn't want to hurt him. I go, really, what's going on? And I said... I was frightened I'd be written out of the will, but that's not going to make me look good. Yeah. Gonna, right? Oh. That's not going to make me look good. And she goes, but it's the truth, right? Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, it really was the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, then you have to be honest. Yeah. And I went, oh. oh so so yeah. that kind of feedback is pushing me to be more honest, more authentic, more real. And, and, and when you're authentic and real, it is usually you're exposing the bad news about yourself. Yeah. And so that friend of mine, um, who I look for feedback, we go every now and then, we'll go off to a hotel and spend a night by the beach, really great place, and we take turns giving each other feedback. Mm-hmm. And this next weekend is mine, because mm-hmm. I'm feeling like mm, I'm at a crossroads in life. I'm not happy about a lot of the grunge work I have to, I want to be, how do I make time for more creativity? What is that creativity involved? And wow, I trust her feedback. So my suggestion to you is, you know, avoid, avoid toxic people. Okay. If people inhibit your work, like if their feedback makes you not want to write or create anymore, Mm-hmm. they're the wrong person. Yeah, Never share with them anything you're doing. They will ruin it. Mm-hmm. Um, and find that person um, that gives you the kind of feedback back that makes you want to create more. Yeah. And I, I, I actually want to go a little bit further in because we, we, we got a really detailed on the right kind of feedback how do you know when feedback is absolutely useless? Now you talked about toxic people and they make you not want to write anymore, but sometimes there are people who write something and you go, 
is this, should I pay attention to this? Should I care about this? So they like, they're not being mean. They're not a thing. They, you know, what, when do I find the feedback to throw out? And I have found that with that conversation element. So we talked about, you know, having a broad spectrum of people, sending stuff out, finding people who make you want to really do more work, using the notes to inspire you. So when it's time to throw something away, to be like, nah, I'm not doing that, you know, and it's like instantaneous. I've found that if someone is willing to give you feedback only once, the feedback probably isn't that strong. You've got this great system where you guys are consistently giving feedback. There's a back and forth kind of thing. That's one thing to look for. But if you get feedback from someone a second time or a third time, as much as toxicity is bad, apathy is even worse. Oh, yeah. I have done stuff with uh, producers who have optioned, you know, various pieces of work or whatever from client or things we've written and that kind of stuff. And they'll send me feedback the first time around and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's really great. Okay, all right. And you go and you do it and then you send it back and say, hey, I, I took your notes to heart. There are some things, I made some changes, da, da, da. Could you take a look at it? Tell me what you think. And they come back and everything they say is different. And I'm like, well, what, what are you talking about? The first time when you said, you said that you didn't like this, you know, but then you're like, what about this? What's going on? So I'll ask them questions and they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, that, that's what I meant. You know, try it again. So I'll, I'll do more work and come back. And then I realize, oh, they don't, they don't give a shit. <laughs> every time I'm sending them this thing, they're not thinking, it's whatever they feel like that day is what they're giving me feedback on. What you strain know? of marijuana they're smoking Exactly. That day, like right? I, my, my writing team, which unfortunately I have to admit, I think kind of led to us stop writing, was we got optioned by this producer and he had a, we wrote a script that he claimed he really, really liked and wanted to shop around for us. And we were like, okay, great. But he had some notes and things he wanted us to do. So we were like, okay, that's fine. So we did the option with him and every round of it, we must've rewritten the script 15, 16 times. Every round of notes sounded like it was coming from a different human being. We were like, what is he talking that's about? Well, yeah, that's crazy making. Yeah. That's what happens with um, when you're in like network TV land and every mm -hmm. producer has opinion. Not that it's right or wrong, but if they didn't have an opinion, they wouldn't have a job. Exactly. So they They're justifying their they... position. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's another thing, too, is like, especially if you get into a place where you're you're paying someone to give you feedback and then you start to notice that everything's a little bit weird like maybe you're working with a coach or something like that and you're like everything you get back is like wait didn't they say something different earlier <laughs> yes. and wasn't that they you realize oh they're not they don't they're not paying attention they're just they're obligated to say something about the thing i wrote they're sitting on the toilet they're like oh, okay let me just fire this out and get this done but and they're not care they're not engaged they're not well, if they cannot support the notes that they're giving you with explanation and then remember those till the next round, it's not feedback worth having. Yes. And, and I just want to, uh, two more things. I got to remember what they are. One is <laughs> when you ask someone for feedback, are you asking them for feedback or are you trying to get a gig? Mm. And I think that's really important. I have a friend, Cindy Schupek, very, very successful um, producer, writer, co-executive producer of Sex and the City. She mm. has a new film out on Netflix. And she's very generous. And she'll read something. 
once mm -hmm. for someone. So she goes, you better make sure it's your best ever. Mm -hmm. So she's, when someone gives something to her, it's not for feedback. Yeah. It's for, can you pass this along? Yeah, can it's, you a job help get <laughs> it's a job application. It's a job application. And so people are, you're, it's inauthentic. You're pretending you want feedback, but really, if she says, this is really needs to be totally rewritten, you don't want to hear that. Yeah. You're looking, you've already gotten your feedback. You're looking for a job and mm -hmm. be very clear about that. The other thing I'd like to say about feedback is I get about, I would say, 15 emails a week saying, hey, can you listen to my one hour speech and give me some feedback? Mm -hmm. They don't realize that they're asking me for an hour of my time and what am I supposed to just listen and type? Yeah. They're asking me for like five, six hours of work mm -hmm. to a complete stranger for free. Yeah. This is what I do for a, what are you going to be at a party, a surgeon? You know, my gallbladder, can you just yeah. take it out <laughs> while you're here? Yeah. No, you gotta go. That's not how this works. Mm. And, um, you know, if something is really short, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll do that or mm -hmm. they make it or they frame it in such a way that is to my advantage to look at this. Mm -hmm. You know, I just know you're a magician. You have opinions about a magician's assistant. I wrote this little piece. I'm interested. Yeah. It's something about my life. They took the time to look at what my life was about. Again, mm -hmm. like a past episode, we talked about marketing, care yeah. about others before they you, you, know, you want them to care about you. So just be, you know, giving... Asking someone for feedback um, is you're asking for their time. Yes. And usually, if you really want the best kind of feedback, find someone that resonates, you know, mm -hmm. with you, someone who you respect, and pay them. Yeah. And if you can't pay them, the other thing about feedback is you have to show appreciation for whatever feedback you get. The I, one of the worst things that can ever happen is you, because you're not submitting this to them for their approval. You're submitting this to them for their feedback. So if someone says, yeah, okay, I'll check, you know, I'll read that thing or I'll check it that thing or I'll watch your sketch or I'll make funny thing or whatever that thing may be, then yes, you know, once they give you that feedback, good or bad, you need to be able to say, okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You know, it, this is when you can send someone a gift, buy them lunch, buy them a beer, you know, so, so show your appreciation regardless of what they give back to you. Uh, if you're not doing that, then you're not, you know, you're not, you're not actually serving yourself either because one, they're never going to give you real feedback ever again. And two, you have to, you know, you have to be the person who they want to give feedback to, <laughs> you know, if you think that, oh, well, here, read this and tell me how smart I am or read this and tell me how funny I am. You're never going to get anything back that's worthwhile, nor are they going to be engaged to do it. But if you do it, show a ton of appreciation in whatever way you can and then thank them for what they've done. Even if the notes are good or bad, they're going to be willing to share, you know, or, or look at more of your stuff in the future. 100 percent you know it's really funny we started this and i don't know if i have that much to say about feedback <laughs> a lot yeah quite a bit so uh so 
as an assignment, something we'll have everybody do is I think one of the biggest things is a lot of people are super terrified about getting any feedback from anybody because what they're afraid of is that rejection that, you know, whatever. So go out and do some investigation. Go online, see if there are groups that, you know, writer groups are really great for this, communities online. Do a little bit of research. Go out and find people who are sharing similar things that you're doing and see if you can get enrolled into what they're doing. You know, if you have the money to go find a good coach or a good mentor, do that. If you just want to do an online community, if there's a Facebook group you can be a part of, Take a little bit of time. This is you working on your career right now. Go out and find that feedback channel, that feedback group, that broad spectrum that you can use in order to get the information that you need to make your work better. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course, Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening, and let's find your message and launch your career.